All right. Great song. It's been a great service so far. We are uh, continuing on with little sermonettes. And today uh, I'm going to be speaking about every part speaking the truth is vital. Amen? Speaking the truth in love, of course. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. And as we're turning there, um, the Hope team has a meeting right after this, uh, right in room 113. They're going to be speaking for about 10 minutes on uh, the events that are coming up. So if you're part of the Hope team or you want to be a part of the Hope team uh, that serves the poor and needy in the community, um, definitely go to that. Speak to Charlie. Uh, He's heading that up. Uh, It's going to be awesome. I'm excited about how we're going to love the poor. Every part, right, is vital in helping the poor and needy. Uh, in helping this community. And let's be honest, they help us more than we help them. Amen? Um, speaking the truth is vital. You know, that's, that's something that, uh, you know, we've heard before. Speak the truth in love, bro. You know, you've heard that before. Or speak the truth. And we can be a little scared of truth. Amen? The truth is a little scary. But Jesus says it sets us free. The truth sets us free. And as we get more and more mature in Christ, we realize how much of a blessing it is to have someone speak the truth to you. It is one of the most incredible blessings. You know, the Bible says, let a righteous man rebuke me. It is oil poured upon my head. You know, the Bible says that, you know, an enemy blows kisses. But but somebody who really loves you, he'll he'll challenge you. He or she will challenge you. And I'm not also talking about correction. I'm also talking about encouragement. Amen. We need to speak the truth of God's grace to one another. Yeah. Yeah. We need to speak the truth about how we are doing a great job. Sometimes we just need to hear it because the world tells us, Satan tells us, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. And we most of the time need to hear encouragement. Yeah. Sometimes that is the truth that we're lacking the most, amen, yeah. Yeah. as the body of Christ. It's just the truth about who we are in Christ and the encouragement that we can have. In many ways, our joy problem is because we lack the truth. We lack the truth of who we are, and that's why we lack joy, because we lack that perspective, and we need to hear that perspective. And God's Word does speak about how vital it is for every part to speak the truth in love. Let's start in chapter 4 of Ephesians, in verse 12, or verse 11. It says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Amen? Each part is vital. We talked about each part is vital. Just your attendance, just you showing up to the body is important. What if your eyes didn't show up? What if 
you know, your, your hands didn't show up, what would happen? What if little parts of your body that you never even think about didn't show up? You know, I remember you bang your toe. You ever do that? No. Your little baby toe. And you're, it, it's banged and it's swollen. You are incapacitated. You cannot do anything with your life. You're like, that little baby toe that I can't even see sometimes. Some of us really small, small toes. My wife has the smallest pinky toe I've ever seen. So cute. And then when she tries to cut its nail, it's so cute too. She's like, and, and, and how important is even that little itty bitty toe in speaking the truth to one another? Sorry, baby. Um, there is no clergy lady. You ever heard of that expression, clergy lady? Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, one of these things you've heard a lot of if you were in church. <laughs> clergy lady means that basically the church leader or the leaders of the church do all the work. And the members of the church are like, yeah, woo. You know, this is not a Patriots game <laughs> where we just kind of go, go Tom Brady. Yeah. You know. You know, Lewis, woo, you know, Edelman, oh, he's hurt, you know. Oh, you know, we, we, just, we just cheer for the, for the people, right, that are playing, and we're spectators. No, we're all playing together. You see what happens when one lineman misses his assignment? One lineman misses his assignment and made Tom Brady get hurt, and he was out for a whole season because one person didn't do their part. It's amazing how important it is for us to speak the truth in love. Christ's vision of the church is that everyone speaking the truth in love will mature us to the head that is Christ. Why do we speak the truth in love? It's so that we can become more and more like Jesus. That's the goal. We speak the truth not just because we have this knowledge and we want to tell you what we know. Knowledge means nothing without love. Amen? Knowledge puffs up. Makes you prideful, love builds up. This is a truth speaking love, and we need to speak it to one another. There are no over under when it comes to truth. Truth is truth, sin is sin, and everybody needs the truth in their life. Amen. Cry right there of, of truth right there. You know, Jesus spoke the truth, and he said, everyone on side of truth listens to me. So when you speak to someone, Jesus is actually speaking to them, if you're speaking the truth in love. Isn't that amazing? Somebody that comes to you, maybe they don't have everything put together. Most of us don't. Me being one of those people. And you speak the truth to someone. Jesus then is actually taking over the conversation and speaking to us. Do we view our discipling, our, our correction like that? I know sometimes I don't. I'm, 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 you know, the first thing you can do is get prideful and say, well, who are you? What are your, you know, credentials? I have truth. I don't need a credential. <laughs> Everyone on the side of truth listens to me, Jesus said. So actually, when I am speaking, Jesus is actually speaking through me. Because we're all connected, guys. Think about that. The body of Christ, we're connected to Jesus, that's the head. And so, you know, you ever see Sesame Street, one of these things just isn't the same, you know. And you, you're like, that one, you know. And you see, you got the four different cubes, you know what I mean. And 
And we don't want our, the body of Christ to be like that. One of these, well, that, that doesn't look, I see Jesus' head, but that, that body doesn't look like it fits. That happens when people don't speak the truth to each other. We're getting more and more like that, amen, as we go. The truth sets men free, sets women free. What do we need to speak the truth in? We talked about this last week, just being prophets and prophets to one another. Well, first, we have an obligation to seek and save the lost. And that truth is, it, it, we can't avoid the fact that Jesus' body has to keep on growing and bringing more people into the body of Christ. We can't say we're like the head when the head, Jesus, said, I have come to seek and save the lost. I don't know about you. He didn't come to just, he didn't actually come to worship God. He didn't come to serve the poor. He didn't just come to do that. Now, serving the poor is what he did, but the Bible actually says he came to seek and save what was lost. That was his primary responsibility. He forgave the person's sin before he healed the paralytic. We have to remember that we need to speak the truth to our neighbors, to the people that we're around. And obviously, this service is an amazing way to speak the truth. Ultimately, why, why are we bringing people to the Super Bowl service? Well, we want to have a blast together. We want to share a memory together. But ultimately, we want to get the word open with people and speak the truth to them. And my vision is that everyone in the church can do that. If RJ has a person he's studying the Bible with, he doesn't need Brandon every, every time. He's like, you know, I got this. I'm going to pull in Cody and Ezra. We're going to do this. You know, and then and I'm going to talk to my family group, and we're going to do this, right? It's going to be awesome. I just have a vision of RJ leading uh, the salvation study with someone. And, you know, in his RJ way, you know, doing it not like I do it, but doing like he does it. I'm so excited about doing that through the family groups that are coming up. Speaking the truth in Bible studies is not easy sometimes because we have to put our friendship on the line sometimes. And it's not easy to tell people the truth about where they stand with God. You know, if you die today, where do you think you'll go? That, that is not a question I love to ask people. You know, I like to say, how you doing? What'd you eat today? Any movies you've seen out there that are cool to watch? Hey, I like that sweater. Where'd you get it from? Those are the questions I like to ask. But that question is an important question because it gets the person to think. And if no one ever asks that question, they'll never get the answer. You know, obviously, what this passage is talking about mostly is speaking the truth to one another. And that's a huge part of what I'd like to talk about. Speaking the truth to one another. I want to let you, give you full permission to speak the truth to anyone at any time in this congregation. And that includes me. I was joking. There might be a line after church. I have to go coach my son in basketball right after this. Coach, coach my son's team. So if I'm not here to take your truth speaking, I want to hear about it. Text me. Text me. I want to talk to you. I would love to hear the truth from you. I want to share about one sister, Jen Murphy who spoke the truth to me. Amen. And I'm so grateful she did. So many of you have done this, by the way. I just had a conversation with Jesse. He spoke the truth to me. Charlie's spoken the truth to me. So many of you guys have spoken the truth to me. And I really, I'm eternally grateful for that truth. 
But Jen Murphy is one person I'd like to share, and I, I already talked to her about sharing this. Amen. Because she's made me a much more sensitive person. Amen. That was growth for me to, to even ask her to share about her, you know, because she's taught me how to consider other people in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. Well, basically there was a circumstance that really hurt Jen, and she felt it with me. You know how she, you feel it? Mm-hmm. And I heard her, and she basically started feeling weird around me. You know how that is? Mm-hmm. When you feel weird around someone? That's a good sign. That's the Holy Spirit saying, wah, 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 wah. something's wrong. Yeah. Speak to that person. But then Danielle's mom just passed away. And she, being a woman of love, waited to speak the truth to me, even though it was hard to her. She felt a lot, but she put her feelings on hold because she felt like this wasn't the time to speak about something. I can overlook this offense for a little bit of time, but I need to deal with it eventually. And so she waited a couple weeks to share it with me again. And I was really moved by that, by the way, because what was her ultimate goal? Love. Her ultimate goal was love. And so then when she came to me weeks later, she shared something where I was totally in the wrong. I was insensitive. I was not listening to her. I was in sin. And I was moved when I heard that she waited to speak the truth to me. She considered me. She considered our relationship. She's like, Glenn, I wanted to wait because I know you were going through a lot. I know you and Daniel were going through a lot. And I wanted to wait in order to make you feel encouraged about this conversation. She's a great example of someone who speaks the truth in love. And I want to encourage you to do this as well. Not just with conflicts, but whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart. Because the Holy Spirit puts a lot on your heart. Do you realize that? There's a lot that hits your heart in a given day. You see something, and, and I just want you to say, don't quench the Spirit. Speak the truth. We're going to about to forge family groups together. And this is the time when... Yeah, we can speak the truth and love to one another. I want to encourage you that speaking the truth in this way is the only way we'll mature and become like Jesus. It's vital for us to do this as a body. I need it. We all need it. It was like oil on my head. Even though Jen didn't rebuke me, she was so respectful with me. And we have to do this in ways that are appropriate. Obviously, the Bible says, do not rebuke an older man. I exhort him as you would a father. You know, treat older women as mothers with respect. Younger men, you know, as brothers. And younger sisters with absolute purity. You know, just these are the ways that to appropriate our truth speaking. We do it in different ways for different people. We get advice sometimes. But she did it in a respectful way, in a a graceful way, in an Abigail-like way. You know, Abigail... She had some, I think maybe I was a little more spiritual than, than that guy, you know, uh, who she was married to. But, you know, at the same time, she did it with grace, and it was oil on my head, and I was changed because of Jen Murphy. And I'm, a, I'm more like Jesus because of Jen Murphy. Amen. And we all can do that for one another. Amen. 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 I'll give you Josh Bowley.